I practiced Reiki, became a shaman, became a teacher of Kundalini Yoga, but then I found out the truth about it all when I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, we've been talking about New Age, shamanism, and kundalini yoga, and how these practices are weaving themselves through American culture today. Now, it's known in movies such as Avatar, animism, and shamanism is promoted on a wide scale. Now, we just had Joseph Peter on our show. And he shared with us about how at the age of 25, he was getting into shamanism using crystals and people were actually seeking him out to get healing or to get some guidance, some type of divination from him. And before he did that, he was sharing with us how he got into Reiki, which is a practice of energy healing. And it was actually his parents who got him into that. But the inspiration of looking for healing came when he told us of a traumatic experience where his brother died from an aneurysm when he was very young. And his mom asked him to just keep him awake, and he just felt so helpless. So he spent his whole life looking for some type of healing power. And he started diving right into Reiki and Kundalini Yoga. He also, on our last show, told us about how Kundalini Yoga is the awakening of a healing power and becoming godlike. In this show, he's going to talk more about how he had a spiritual experience with a girlfriend he had named Nicole. So, Joseph, welcome to the show. Hey, Jan, thanks for having me back. Absolutely, Joseph. Now tell me, because some people say, oh, this is just a bunch of whatever. And I understand you understand that this is all demonic and stuff. But there was a moment where you had a shared experience through one of these meditations. You had an encounter with Nicole where you guys were in this spiritual realm, but you guys were seeing the same thing. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I called it spiritual walking or astral planing. The astral plane is basically like a common spiritual realm, Mm. kind of merges the mind with the spirit. You kind of make it up as you go. Interesting. Or you lay a foundation, and then it's there for you later to go back to. Kind of like a safe place, you know? Interesting. So she had a lot of emotional trauma as a kid, and she was trying to get to the root of a lot of her kind of behaviorisms as an adult. And so we decided to dive into her subconscious and close her eyes and meditate and then start calling out what we see. And then if the other one sees it too, you know, we confirm it. And so I saw that we were in a cave. She saw the same thing. We started walking and we saw a troll somewhere in there and ended up leading it to the light at the end of the cave and we're both seeing the same stuff, you know, and describing wow. it to each other. And then at some point there was like a underground river that had seals in it. And we like swam in with the seals and they led us to this part of the cave where there was a ferry and we followed the ferry. And then the ferry led us to a rock, like a boulder in the cave. And I lifted up the rock and there was a skeleton of a little girl under the rock. Mm. And the little girl was holding a note 
Nicole read the note and it said something like, my dad hurt me and now I'm scared. Mm. And she started crying like out loud and we had to pull out because she started feeling like it's a confirmation that her inner child was dead. So it was kind of like a closure. There was a sense of fulfillment because there was closure that there's something in life that you just can never heal from and you just got to keep moving kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the fascinating thing is that you guys are sitting there next to each other meditating but you're seeing the same thing. So there's a very, you know, real spiritual realm that you guys were in. But later on in life, that girlfriend ended up giving her life to Jesus. How did that happen? Right. Yeah. She has always been deep in the social media. So she had her own Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff, YouTube. Mm. And she was following health nuts and gurus of different things like witchcraft and Mm. booties and everything like that. And so she found that while she was following these people around the same time, Jesus was coming and saving all of them, almost all of them. Wow. But within like a month period, there was a significant amount of the people she was following who were being converted and saved by Jesus. And they were telling all their followers, if you're following me for all the other reasons you used to follow me, then you got to stop, defriend me or follow Jesus. You know? Wow. It was pretty hardcore. And then she was like, this is crazy. I got to find out who this Jesus guy is. And then she ends up discovering Jesus and comes to know Christ. That's amazing. And now at this point, You're kind of not really sure. I think you resisted it, right? Yeah. And then Joseph, I understand there was a time in your life that you went through homelessness at one point in your journey by the choice of the beliefs that you had with the shamanism and everything that you're going through. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So that was based on the belief that I was kind of stuck in the rat race of like the normal life, having a job, not really having purpose in life. I felt empty, basically. Mm. and really insecure. And so I felt like I needed to start from zero. I needed to let go of everything and find the truth, meet my demons and angels is something I said, and try to make it from there. So Joseph, at the same time, I understand that you were in a fragile place in your life spiritually, that all these beliefs had you in this unstable place where you were scared that, you know, any moment a dragon could come during one of your experiences and end reality as you knew it. Like, tell us a little bit more about your state of mind during this time. Yeah. I used to call it chaos theory, but there's an actual theory called that. Mm. So it's kind of like nihilistic chaos theory, (laughs) Mm. like chaotic nihilism where it's like everything is random and there's no point to all of it. And it felt like everything was kind of hinging on my belief structure and everyone's belief and everything is true. Like everyone's beliefs are true, but at the same time, nothing felt real. Wow. So it felt really way too fluid and it felt like reality was fragile and like anything could happen. The whole universe could fall down a black hole at any moment kind of thing. So it left you in a state of feeling very just insecure, maybe even and scared, right? Yes. Like super insecure on a spiritual level, you know, and that's a scary thing. So then you somehow came to know Jesus. I understand that you were astroplaning. What happened? Well, my friend, Nicole, she was my girlfriend before, but we had gone through a lot. And so we just stayed friends and Mm -hmm. she was saved by Jesus. And she was telling me that for the sake of our daughter, you know, she was pregnant when I first met her and I helped Mm -hmm. raise the baby. And so at this point, our daughter was four years old. Mm -hmm. And she said, for the sake of our daughter, 
we need to stop doing all of our pagan practices like yoga, witchcraft, all these things for the sake of her spirit, for the sake of her soul. Wow. And you're like, huh? I was, yeah, I was in rebellion mode. You know, I was like, I'm not going to be forced to worship somebody, you know, I'm not going to be forced to worship someone I don't believe in. So one day she came to me and she said, you know what? I'm going to love you. Even if you don't choose Jesus, you know, it'll just be up to Avery to make the choice, my daughter to make the choice. Mm -hmm. And that kind of softened my heart. So I turned to Jesus. I said, Jesus, the real Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, Jesus of Nazareth, I'm calling on you. I want you to guide me to somewhere in the Bible that you want me to know about yourself. And so he guided me to John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. And for me at that point, that was the only thing that I think could have broken me. In fact, I still tried to new age it by making it about me. So I twisted the words around and kind of play with it for a couple of days. But then, like you said, I went back into the astral plane of meditation. I was on a rock in the spirit realm floating through space. There was nothing but me and the stars. And then there was this fireball above me. And I was wondering like, why is this fireball above me? What's it doing? And it looked like it was sucking trash in, like there was trash floating around, just sucking it in and obliterating it. And then I noticed that there was a statue of one of these Hindu gods, the elephant god, Ganesh, and that, that mm. statue was floating into the ball, just being incinerated. Mm. And I realized that all the idols, all the gods are all trash. Wow. And that they're all just worthless and they float into the fireball and get incinerated. And then I saw Jesus floating down behind me to meet me. Wow. And I turned around and embraced him and he had lifted me up and we floated off the rock together. Wow. So after that, I just gave my life to Jesus. So... You have this encounter with Jesus, and then you officially give your life to Jesus. And I understand that was the last time you did divination and sorcery. Is that correct? Yes. That's crazy. He came to me through those practices, but it was so that I would let them go forever. Wow. Joseph, let's stop there. But I really want to hear the nuts and bolts of how faith in Christ changed how you felt about all these things. Nice. Um, Can't wait to hear it. Joseph, thanks so much for being with us today. We'll see you again on our next show. Hallelujah. Awesome. The show isn't over yet. I want to talk to you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, it's crazy how real these demonic spiritual realms that his mind or maybe even his soul would go to. And it's scary to think that he was engaging with demons and he didn't even know it. 
What is even more amazing is that Jesus himself came to a place where he was astroplaning and met him where he was at in order to save his soul from that demonic way. As his mind and heart was open to Jesus, something in him was calling out to that Savior. He came and met him where he was at, Jesus did. And it is no wonder because in ancient scripture, it's written in Luke 5.32, I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You see, Jesus came to sinners, those who were doing wrong, and he was attracted to them to bring them into the light. And this is what happened for Joseph. Joseph was in complete darkness. And what it took was his girlfriend who received the light to repent of her ways. And though he resisted, Jesus showed him the way because his heart was open to the idea of Jesus. Father God, I'm praying for the person who is like, gosh, I've never been sure about Jesus. But right now, Jesus, I pray that you would manifest yourself for that person, Lord. I pray that you would pour out your love, your care, and your lights right now, bursting forth right over their heart, right over their eyes, Lord. Open their eyes to your goodness, Lord. And so, Jesus, we receive that in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.